Hey there, folks. Welcome back once again, episode number 85 of the Uticast. And today, uh, we are welcoming back a uh, longtime friend, Phil Farda, and his lads from the Disruption Network. Uh, also, we're going to be talking about the Super Bowl, uh, briefly about Groundhog Day, about North Utica's mysterious mar- medical marijuana facility, about Reddit, uh, about uh, important albums of our lifetime, and we're going to forego most of this week's history lessons. Lucky for you. All that and more. Uh, oh, plus Mara has a very, very important announcement for you. But we'll get to that as the show goes on. on track today. No laughing. No having any fun. I'm continuing with the mood that I started the day with. What, do you have extra history lessons for us? <laughs> I have less no hi- laughing! I have n- Sorry, right, yes, it's true. No laughing. I actually have less history lessons today. Oh. I went down to... I actually... I was laughing. Yeah, now, you, now you're laughing. <laughs> uh, yeah, man, no. I'm gonna be positive this entire podcast. I'm gonna, I'm gonna try my best. <laughs> but, what you saying? I didn't hear the intro. Did you say something in the intro? No, I'm just... I'm, I got... Having a day? You know, last week we talked about panic attacks, and for all the folks who responded, by the way, uh, and we seem to get some really, really nice, uh, really nice, really nice responses, by the way. Uh, So, you know, hey, I I don't mind talking about it because, like I said to, uh, I want to say it was, uh, what's her name? Couple people. You know, someone specifically I said something to on Twitter, and I can't remember who it was now, but um, I've always believed that having open and frank discussion about your feelings and your emotions and your problems is a great way to uh, collate and sort of categorize and put labels and things on your problems, which thus make them easier to deal with. Anytime you can find a label for what's bothering you, you can come up with solutions. Yeah, you can start to to chip away at it. I thought it was actually cool, um, speaking of, you know, the Twitter outreach when that was happening, I thought it was cool to see because for me, like when when we did talk about anxiety last week and I talked about how it's something that, you know, that I don't have as much experience in and like having it, you know, get to that overwhelming place it was illuminating for me to see so many people come out and be like, oh, I'm so glad you talked about this. I struggle with the same stuff because it makes you give a little more credence to something that that I may not necessarily think about that, you know, people are going through to see. And it was one of those things, like, I'm always, I'm the same as you. I'm a big fan of people, like, being able to get their issues out in the open and stuff. Mm. And so that's cool to be able to facilitate something like that. Well, here's the, well, so my point is, I'm glad that we got that discussion out. I feel like it's always helpful, um, you know, and if you folks have stuff you'd like us to talk about like that, things like that, I'm always willing to talk about psychological stuff and uh, psychology and abnormal psych and things like that. I was into it in high school yep. and in college. Uh, today, though, we're not going to talk about panic attacks or anxiety. I'm going to talk about neuroses, okay, because I, uh, I don't know if you guys have noticed this <laughs> through, uh, through 85 episodes. I have... A bit of a problem controlling my neurotic tendencies. Would you say that's a fair assessment of you, your good pal Sam? Uh, yeah, I would say my good pal Sam is highly neurotic. Whether by his own devices or because it's good for the narrative is probably changes from day to day. Well, that's a good question, and I was going to ask you. You would know more than anybody else. I don't remember always being as neurotic. Did I lean into neurotic as I got older? Because I don't remember always being as neurotic as I am now. 
you for sure leaned into it, but you you've always been relatively neurotic. Yeah, I suppose to some degree. I mean, I, neurotic is a really broad, vague word. I feel like. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I would say that it's always been a thing. But you know, as we get older, a lot of times we double down on a lot of characteristics about ourselves, right? You know what I mean? Yeah, it's fair. It's true. I assume neurotic is a word that everyone uses. We, is that like a? Do we have to define neurotic? Neurotic can mean a million different things. Yeah. You, you can use neurotic. You know what I mean? I can say it's neurotic behavior the way that somebody like only wears like black or gray shirts, or I can say that it's neurotic the way that somebody has like crippling mm. OCD that makes them not be able to leave their bathroom. Those can both fall under neurotic because it's such a large undefined word, like sort of a catch-all. It doesn't have the exact same definition the way something like anxiety speaks to something pretty specific. You know what I mean? See, when I think of neurotic, it's going to sound silly. I always think of Seinfeld. That's my first go-to when people are like, "What's what do you, what do you mean neurotic? I'm like, you ever watch Seinfeld? Everyone on Seinfeld is uber neurotic, yeah. right? Like, that's my best example of it. Uh, and one of the things I've noticed, and this is the point I'm getting to, is um, my neuroses gets worse and better, it fluctuates with the algorithm, depending on what other moods are affecting me. Uh, if I'm depressed, I'm particularly neurotic. If right. I'm feeling good, I'm probably less neurotic. If I'm just kicking back and chilling, I'm usually... Well, that makes sense. Seems like neurosis is the type of thing that can creep mm. in. Sort of like infection can creep in when your immune system is weakened. Yeah. So if you've got like a bunch of like anger, depression, or like different issues you're working through, it makes you more mm. susceptible to those creeping neuroses. Well, I woke up earlier today and... For the last couple of days, I've been dealing with this. I got in a stupid argument. I'm getting I'm in the middle of a stupid argument. That's okay. That's uh, as much as as deep as I'll go into it. Okay. Here's my neuroses creeping in, and I'm sure there'll be some listener out there who's done this before and can can verify that this exists. And I'm not crazy. My one person does this. I'm having an argument uh, via a social media platform that tells you. When the last time the person saw your message and when the last time they've been online. Is, oh, it's right? one, that's one of the worst things that exists in society. Right. I, don't yeah, have, yeah, yeah. I don't have any yeah. of that because, see, I'm on, I'm on the Android system and yeah. I have like a third-party texting yeah. app, so I don't – and I would never want it. Mm. I, don't, I don't need the extra yeah. layer of, like, self-doubt and overthinking to know, like, when exactly somebody read something <laughs> and then when they responded. I don't know. I don't well, need that. There's, that's horrible. There's, about, there's a couple social media platforms, including texting platforms, that not only tell you when someone has received your message and read it, it also shows you the dots. Right, that, that, that was the worst. I, remember, I used to have an iPhone. Hate I the dot. That was the worst. Yeah, the iPhone is a curse. I don't need the dots, but trying. I need it. No, it doesn't work. The dots don't work for me. As a guy who's neurotic, the dots play into my neuroses. It's like you send something to somebody, and then you see the dots, and then nothing comes up. You're like, wait a minute. They wrote something, and then erased it, and then wrote nothing. What did they, <laughs> what did they write? What did they write that they decided not to talk about? Now I'm very it, curious. It forces you. I think that these apps with like the you know the red receipts and the dots and everything like that. They force you to encounter the uncomfortable human truth that nobody you know, no matter how much you love them, how close you are to them, tells you all of their thoughts. Mm-hmm. Everybody has thoughts that they hold to themselves. <laughs> you got to hold it in. And everybody knows that, and we don't really talk about it, because that would drive people over the edge. But, like, uh, this just reinforces it. Now you can see it. Like, this is a digital representation on your screen of the fact that, you know, somebody you're speaking with is holding something back, or there's something they're not saying they were going to say. Yeah, I, uh, well, anyway, so... At least you're not doing yours in public. Right. <laughs> At least I'm not discussing it openly on podcast. Well, no, no, I'm, no, I'm saying, uh, like, if you're, because you were saying you're using a social media platform, you're having a dumb argument that's been bothering you today. God, like, you're so, you should be so happy that you're not doing that in a public forum. Oh, Most people right, are the worst. Right. Like, when people are arguing via stream of, like, Facebook comments or oh, somebody puts, right, like, a, yeah. I got a beef post. No, up. look, when it comes to that, my beefs stay between... The people who they're involved with, right? I like keep stuff in house. Never, I I'll never understand people who get in arguments on 
public social media platforms, particularly like Facebook. I won't even, I, I've stepped, we've talked about Facebook a lot in the show, but I, I've stepped away from even attempting to have anything close to a debate slash argument on Facebook that isn't about wrestling or cartoons, because otherwise I got no real conversation points. Yeah, I, really I, 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 used, I used to get into it. I used to go to bat on Facebook more, probably around the time of the last election, the 2012 elections, and I'd be getting, because you know how people are out there and they're just saying stuff. And it, it doesn't make sense, and like it's not right, and it just it burns you your core, and you're like, I have to say something. I have got to swallow that impulse, and I had to learn how to swallow that impulse because it's not. Mm-hmm. I realized I wasn't being productive. I was just like, it's basically out of nowhere picking a fight with just somebody you know for for really what reason? Like it's Tuesday night, they're in their <laughs> kitchen making dinner, and all of a sudden they got three paragraphs back on me about why we shouldn't like you know frack Alaska or whatever. It's true. No frack. These people don't need that. Like <laughs> you know, and I and I. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say her name because I love her to death, and it's okay. Shout out to my sister, Kelly. She's my favorite person on the planet. Um, but my sister, Kelly, is very politically aware. She's very into politics. She reads a lot of stuff. She's very active in talking about politics. And in the last couple of months, she has definitely fallen into the trap of getting involved too much on Facebook. Can't I do tell it. her about it all the time. Can't do it. And she's very smart. And she... And she calls me, and she gets all frustrated about it, which is exactly what I do here to you poor listeners. She gets... She, she calls me and she's like, I don't, I, I'm like, why did you engage? You engaged, you knew this was a potential, you knew this was a possibility when you engaged. They don't know, she's too old. She's they too don't old. Learn. They is, don't understand. This is why you see, yeah. how many of the people you oh, see who man. really get into it on Facebook, this is, I mean, there's a lot of people, you know, 50, 60 years old who are like the people posting all this stuff, saying a lot of the crazy mm-hmm. stuff. And your sister, while certainly not that old, is from a completely different generation than computers yes, and social media true. and things like that. Very true. And these people don't realize when not to take the bait because they're not conditioned to understand how to deal with assholes on the internet. Yeah, that's fair. And I think that I'm entering what I feel like is going to be the social media dark period of my life, which is mm-hmm. that sort of early 30s, uh, late 20s, early 30s. I feel like, one... I've kind of reached the limits of what I want to say on, like, Facebook and Twitter. Like, if you follow me personally on Twitter, I'm sorry. Because all I really talk about anymore is uh, I bust balls with my buddies who are still on Twitter, and I sometimes talk about soccer, and then I promote the podcast. It's not a super exciting feed. I'm not surprised that the Unicast feed has considerably more followers than mine, right? Um, But I do feel like I'm getting to a point where I don't get a lot of engagement out of social media anymore to the point where I could sort of rub it out of my day and not feel like I lost anything if I didn't have to promote the show. You know what I think it is for me? I feel like when I look at – because I definitely use um, social media less than I used to. Mm -hmm. I'll I'll tweet once every couple months at this point, like just something that pops up that I'm like, I need to share this with the world and that's it. Go silent again. I don't really use much of it because I I got to a point for me personally where I just sort of found that – I'm like, what am I? What am I gaining from mm-hmm. from any of this? You know what I mean? Like, what what does this add to my day or my time? And I found other ways to fill that time that I would normally just be like, oh well, you know, I'm bored at this moment. Let's hop on Twitter, or whatever. I just, I don't know. I, I've also found myself gotten away from it, not giving much thought as to why. But it is strange. It happens as you get a little older. Yeah. I feel like. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, folks. I think, uh, and also I think the other one too. This is gonna sound weird. I read more uh, quote unquote news platforms now than I used to. Right, as opposed to getting on Twitter. Fake news or real news? Uh, it depends on your definition, I suppose. Do anywhere. Uh, if if I say Are we any, fake news, no, we don't. Do, we're not the news. But we do like news ish stories sometimes. We're like satire almost. What Are is we? satire? What nobody, do we mean? nobody knows. A lot of people know. <laughs> you no, might not know. I think um, no. I tell people when they come on for the interviews. It's one of the first things I tell people. I say we are not a news program. We are an entertainment program. So I'm not going to ask you like direct 
story questions about this is going on now. What are your thoughts on this? Maybe we'll talk, we'll touch on topical conversation in the course of the interview. But the general point of this entire podcast, the whole thing, is an entertainment show. So people have something enjoyable to listen to that they can relate to. Maybe you learn something interesting. Maybe you hear perspective about something you're reading about that's different than you may have listened to. Like whatever. There's a lot of different ways. But I don't. I don't consider this a platform to receive news. If you're receiving all your news from the world on the Uticast, uh, expand your horizons just a little bit, just a little more. You can listen to other things and learn about news from other places besides us, because otherwise, all you're going to think the news is, news is is like Reddit and Uber and Trump, and there's more out there. You can read it. <laughs> yeah, man. I mean, I, I was kidding, but it's good to know. Let's <laughs> just get it clear for the people. Uh, oh, my mom's calling me. Should I answer? Uh, do you want to talk to your mom? Let's yeah, show. why not? It's like Just fire her up. Hi, Mom. Hey, Mom, listen, I, I just want to let you know, full disclosure, we're recording the podcast right now. You're on the podcast. You want to say hi? Hi. I love you. Oh. Okay, bye. <laughs> bye. <laughs> and there, oh. quick uh, quick pop in from Angela. Your mom is the sweetest. I hope that audio was, I hope we got that. I, I think know. it'll pick up. This mic's okay. It might. If this know. mic's on today. Is it on? To, it's on today. So, yeah, well, sorry about that last week. At least week, you got folks. that going on today. Yeah, Angela's always the a good. Microphone. Yeah, she, the microphone's good. Angela's always a good bonus. She's always a good conversation. Uh, so speaking of which, why don't we take a break? Mara will be here in just a minute. We'll get into some uh, some news slash entertainment, I suppose. Right. Some, what do you mean news, Sam? <laughs> no, we're not doing news. We're not doing news. I no guess. More I news. No history lessons. No news. Just uh, just neuro- neuroses. That's what we're gonna get into. We're just gonna get into like forty five minutes of neuroses. I guess I'm just strapped in for the ride. Oh yeah. Every year, you just pop your head out. We yeah. missed Groundhog's Day, by the way. We didn't talk about it last week, and now it's kind of too late to talk about it this week. You got any Groundhog Day thoughts? No. I mean, no one really talked. I didn't even realize it was Groundhog Day until someone said it, and I was like, that explains all the Groundhog memes I've been seeing. Yeah, I feel like Groundhog Day is not as popular as it used to be. No. <laughs> I feel bad for the rat. The Make gr- Groundhog Day great again. <laughs> <laughs> uh, someone was talking to me about that, and they were like, uh, I think I made a joke about it with somebody like, oh, they should keep stats on it. Lo and behold, they do. Do they keep stats on whether the... Yeah, you figure yeah, somebody must. They keep stats. How often do you think the groundhog is right? Just taking a shot in the dark. 40, 40% of the time. Uh, 29%. Kevin, you're the winner. 40%. Yeah. 60% of the time they are wrong. Good, Dead yeah. on, 40%. See? Yeah, that, there was you pretty, go. that was pretty good. Uh, so nothing special for Groundhog Day. I think the most pressing story in everyone's mind was the Super Bowl. That was the hottest cultural events of 2017 Ma- so Mara far. seems like that was not pressing on her mind. I, no Super Bowl? No. I don't blame you. <laughs> no, I didn't. My team wasn't playing, so if my team's not playing, I'm usually... I, I respect that, actually, because yeah. I sort of talked about it in the middle of the day. So I'm like, I don't even need to watch the Super Bowl. I don't care. Yeah. Right? Like, part of me was just like, I don't I don't care about it. As somebody who's yeah. not much of a football guy, the best part about the Super Bowl is, like, Super Bowl parties. Everybody really, like, mm. puts on mm-hmm. for a party. And people have a lot... Exactly. The like, food. a lot of people... There's always stuff going on. Yeah, shout out to GFOP Cliff Montoni who uh, who made that 
uh, delicious jerk chicken with Frank. It was excellent. Yeah. That jerk chicken was all That right. sounds good. It was really Yo, good. It was good. Um, well, since you don't have much Super Bowl coverage, we're going to have to plow through this, Mara. I know. it's. I'm going to make what a lot of scolding? stuff up, guys. I'm very... I'm, I'm told you. I'm neurotic and angry today. I guess I, so. I've had a bad day. <laughs> uh, so, Kevin... Uh, what were your thoughts on the Super Bowl and the game in general, the football portion of the Super Bowl? What'd Man, it was. I was saying the whole time, you can, you just can't. I hate. I don't like the Patriots. I really don't. Um, <laughs> yeah, it made I really tough. don't. You you can't like count them out. Like I was joking about it, and then I was like less joking, and I was less joking, and then they won. I think my mom when she called, I called her back in the middle of the segment, guys. After she called in segment, my mom called during segment one. And I answered on the thing. Uh, so I called her back, and before she let me off the phone, she asked me about the Super Bowl. And it was funny because she must have watched it. My mom is not a football person. Really? She had all sorts of hot takes about it, uh, and she asked me what I thought. And it's a weird question. If I'm taking away the fact that I'm a Bills fan and I hate the Patriots, mm-hmm. I have to say a few things. Tom Brady's the best quarterback I've ever seen. Bill Belichick's the best coach I've ever seen. And it's hard to deny that that wasn't an amazing game. And I'll be damned if the Patriots didn't, like, surprise me with how like great they were in that game. I, I, I hate to say all those things. It makes my head hurt. Does it feel, you feel dirty, right? I feel gross. <laughs> I feel disgusting saying it. But I don't think you can deny a lot of those claims right now. Mm-hmm. It's, like, maybe the best quarterback of our of our lifetimes. Oh, I don't. No? I, I don't agree with that. No. <laughs> oh, okay. Oh. Okay, dissenting opinion. Who's the best quarterback of our lifetime that we've seen? Drew Brees. Drew Brees. Drew Brees. Yeah. She loves Drew Brees. Okay. I do. I also I like appreciate Drew Brees. Drew Brees. I'm a Saints Don't guy. I like Drew Brees, but I feel like he doesn't really have the resume I mean, to you stack know, up. The team lets him down. We can't. <laughs> like, I'll admit I, that. No, I, you know what, though? I will say, because I've always I've said about Tom Brady for a long time, he is a huge benefactor of playing in a system yeah. that always prioritizes putting weapons around him and that right. has a lot of stability. Right. And so I think that, you know, not to take away from what he's done, because he's certainly done so much that you can't thumb your nose at it at this point, mm-hmm. but he has also very much been a benefit of being in such a system. I always compare him to Tim Duncan in the Spurs. That's that fair. Way. That's fair. Let me ask you a question. Do you like Tom Brady? Not the player, but like the person. What are your thoughts on Tom Brady as like a celebrity? Trending down. Trending down. He's a weird been, guy. Been trending down. Yeah, he's he's shown himself to be like with more exposure, be very strange. The whole Trump thing is weird with him and like it's yeah. he does a lot of stuff. Like he just seems like a weird, like I, he's a weird guy. I could literally not care less about Tom Brady. It's not because I have anything against him. I just literally have no opinion. He's hard to get, like, a, he's not a polarizing person, like, in the least. He's just always... He's just there for me. Yeah. I don't know. Here's my thought. I've seen a lot... I'm a big Saturday Night Live guy. I talk about this all the time. Love Saturday Night Live. Mm-hmm. By the way, go watch last week's Saturday Night Live, if not for anything yeah, else good. but Melissa McCarthy doing Sean Spencer, which is... Or Sean, Sean Spicer, Spicer. Which is hilarious. I've watched it, like, three times. It's so good. Um... No, but I'm a big SNL guy, and SNL has this thing where every now and then they'll bring on, like, the hot celebrity of the time to host, like, whether it's Michael Jordan or Peyton Manning or yeah. Derek Jeter and Brady and whatever. Brady's been on the show, and when you—I've seen a lot of them. Brady has, like, a, a weird lack of charisma that guys God, like Peyton and Derek don't have, and there's nothing, there's nothing you can do about that. It's just—you're you, born with it or you're not, I think, to a certain right. extent, like— 
It's, he's always awkward. It's always forced. He's an awkward guy. Yeah. yeah, he makes me uncomfortable. It makes you wonder what a guy like that is like when he's just like mm. home in his kitchen, mm. like eating breakfast. Just you know staring I mean? at like, a white wall all day. Like one of those guys who just doesn't like talk unless somebody's right there talking to him. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, he's not a bad guy. Mm. He just does nothing for me. And I'll make one last football point before we get to the superficial portions of the Super Bowl, which I like better. Mm. Um, nothing made me funnier, nothing made me laugh harder than Roger Goodell getting booed when he went out to go give the Patriots the trophy because Goodell is one of my least favorite people in the world. But I also hate the Patriots, so there's a weird level of hate that I have to sit through when I'm watching it. But I, I got a lot of enjoyment about watching Roger Goodell eat crow. It was pretty funny. It was pretty well-deserved for a guy who I don't like. So. Right. Goodell. Yeah, that guy's more or less the devil. That's hilarious. He sucks. <laughs> sucks, man. Goodell's the worst. Um, did you watch any of the Super Bowl commercials as opposed to the actual Super Bowl itself? Uh, no. All right, so no, you got nothing on this, too. <laughs> really? I'm so sorry. Was I supposed to watch the Super Bowl? I, everyone else seemed to be watching it. <laughs> I was so not into it this year. I was like, I'll just go on Facebook in a few hours, and I'll see the whole thing. That's true. You're not wrong there. I feel like the Super Bowl is weird like that, though, because you look at, like, that expectation, like, oh, well, you didn't watch it? What do you mean? Super Bowl is, like, one of the only sporting events I can think of where so many people watch it. Like, people who would never watch. It's the only sporting event they watch all year. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it's weird how it's sort of gotten to that place where, like, it's almost, like, surprising when somebody doesn't. Yeah, right. Well, one of the things that drives me nuts about watching football on a regular basis is how many commercials there are during a game. If I'm yeah. watching a Bills game on Sunday morning, there's about 9,000 commercials. The Super Bowl sort of, uh, like skirts around that issue by having commercials be part of the show, right? Yeah. Uh, I won't go into all of them. I would say the ones that seem to be trending a lot on social media platforms and Reddit today were the Stranger Things 2 uh, sneak preview that they had. That was exciting. Everyone was very excited about that. And then uh, the one commercial with Christopher Walken and Justin Timberlake oh, in the what? NSYNC song. There was one with Christopher Walken? Yeah, it was oh, for that. that buy drink, and they used that bye-bye as part of the... It's really... It's Damn, an excellent commercial. Good. That sounds the commercial. Good. Well, that's why people care about the commercials in the Super Bowl, because people are actually trying. Yeah. I and mean, if you watch, like, a random game in December, all the commercials are just, like, Billy Fusillo slinging Hyundais and stuff like that. Nobody's putting out their best stuff, but there was, like, a lot of really well-done productions. Honestly, I saw action. more people talk about... Lady Gaga and the Puppy Bowl than the Super Bowl. <laughs> well, year. first off, I see the Puppy Bowl a lot. People talk about the Puppy Bowl, and I don't know what that is. What? Is this, is this just... Uh, you don't know what that is? Not particularly. It's literally just a length of time where they put a bunch of puppies in a little tiny arena, and then there's just a they guy knock, who has the greatest the job on earth, but and there's like they're like literally like throwing around like a little football, and they're like... Burr, burr, burr. Is it? <laughs> but is it on during the Super Bowl? Yeah. It's on halftime. Yeah, it's during halftime. Well, it's like alternate programming. Yeah, on some other channel. Yeah. Oh, interesting. I, yeah, the Puppy Bowl. You don't know about the I don't know much about the Puppy Bowl. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah. God, wow. What, do you remember? I, this is how old I am. Do you remember when... <laughs> They used to have the the Bud Bowl back in the day in the nineties. They no, had. No, you're so old. I have no okay. idea what you're talking about. Okay, it was basically a commercial with like animated beer bottles, Bud and Bud Ice playing the Super Bowl against each other in the commercial. It was like yeah. a thing. Yeah. Look at it's yeah. really lame and dated. It's really funny though. Look it up on the internet. Yeah, you need to get on the Puppy Bowl. Um, but yo, Gaga though. Let's be real, Gaga like killed it. Like I, a little soft golf clap for me because she was excellent. She had drones that went above the stadium. I heard about that. Which seems I like didn't watch it. It was, <laughs> uh, it was a pretty wild production. I'm sure it'll be all over YouTube. You should check. It was it was pretty crazy. It's amazing to me how much they can put into like these like ten minutes just slapped together in the middle of the field quickly like yeah, that. Yeah, that's wild. I mean, like that was bigger than anything you see in like Las Vegas. Yeah, no, <laughs> it I was agree just on that like part. all happens in 25 minutes. What I particularly appreciated about Gaga, uh, 
was not only that she killed it, but at the end, it looked like she was totally gassed and exhausted. Like, she had really been out there. Well, because when you like, really look at, like, where she went between, like, the the so, like the semi-bungee jumping, all the harness work, all that other crazy <laughs> the stuff. The harness work. The running around. I mean, yeah, she's I out there running 30, 40 <laughs> yards like a, like a wide receiver. <laughs> like, she's running, like, nickel routes out across the uh, field. And her <laughs> thing is a nickel route a thing. Can you run a nickel that, route? No, a nickel is a defensive formation. <laughs> <laughs> it's a... It's a so, I was this close. I, I was this close. I was on the uh, the edge of glory, if you will. <laughs> oh, oh. Uh, the edge of glory. Uh, so uh, a lot of people really enjoyed Lady Gaga's performance. However, uh, alt news, uh, alt right news program or news format Infowars. Uh, informed me today that it was a satanic ritual that she was performing. Did oh, you know that? You, Did you know that? They, no, they've actually yeah, they've been doing a lot of Satan in the last couple uh, halftime shows. Um, <laughs> Katy Perry had that she came out on that horse. That whole Dark Horse song was supposed yes. to be about Satan mm. because certainly Juicy J of the Three Six Mafia. Yeah. Is, is that why she was on fire? Uh, part of it, like there was supposed to be like some dark satanic overtones. Hell flames. These people can find Satanism in anything. It's amazing. <laughs> like, like, they can go to almost anything you do, and um, they're like, "Well, this is obviously very satanic." Yeah. And you're like, "It's the Poppy Bowl." <laughs> like, what do you? <laughs> oh, mean? don't not to the Poppy Bowl. Uh, yeah. So the so the alt right thinks that Lady Gaga performed a satanic ritual last night in the middle of the Super Bowl. So what if she did? So what um, if she did? What are we gonna do about it? <laughs> what are we gonna do about it? Who knows? Uh, this does segue quickly into something I want to talk about with the alt-right, which we don't really talk about on this show, but there was another news thing I saw today, which I was kind of curious, and I want to pitch you guys on. So I'm a big Reddit guy. Kevin, you're a big Reddit person. Uh, I don't know how much Reddit you do. I've never are. dealt with it before in my life. Okay. Are you familiar with it, though? Because you told me about it. All right, right. So, <laughs> That's about it. Uh, Reddit shut down three alt-right forums last week over claims of harassment. Now... I kind of have two mixed feelings on this. Like, one, I'm certainly glad these terrible alt-right forums are gone because I hate them, right? <laughs> right. But also, is it is it kind of wrong to shut down an open forum source? And it, I go back, I'm kind of... It becomes an ethical question because you're in the infancy of people being able to anonymously represent themselves online. Yeah. And it gets into, you know, a lot of arguments where, like, you know... Because, it number one, anybody who says that it goes against the First Amendment is wrong and doesn't understand the First mm-hmm. Amendment. First Amendment doesn't give you the right to say what you want wherever. Like, Reddit is owned by somebody, and those people can make decisions on what they want you saying. Mm-hmm. Um, but I get into the argument that, you know, the, suppress- the um, suppression of people's ideas can be a bad thing, and it's a very slippery slope. But when you've got a population of people who are out there victimizing and, you know, basically taking hostage and hijacking conversations and groups for you know other things and everything like that and making it their mission to really work in and disrupt everything for Mm -hmm. everybody at a certain point you do have to step in and take steps and be like well you know because you can't just sit there and turn the other cheek yourself to death Mm -hmm. with people a lot of times but it is a slippery slope so i mean it's one of those ethical questions that are really interesting to talk about because there's no right answer yeah it's only a matter of like varying shades of gray in your opinion and i feel like these are the kind of weird not weird questions but like tough questions that are going to need to be answered as we go forward, and maybe by by larger people than just us, right? Like we're asking these questions theoretically, but like, is there going to have to be some like point in time where you have to take uh, you have to take credit for the things you say? Like, are we going to uh, lose a period? Yeah. Of, is the anonymity on the internet the anonymity on the internet period going to fade away at some point in time? Because yeah, I think um, I think that's horrible, and I think it shouldn't be that way. But I think it is going to happen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, inevitably. If I mean, if you go out and you ask a hundred average voters what they know about net neutrality, like I asked both you right now, they, mm-hmm. like net neutrality is a huge, huge issue that's been going on for a couple of years. The battle for whether we should have it or not. What do either of you know about it? 
I know what John Oliver told me on that one John You know Oliver what I mean? Episode. And so, yeah. like, a baseline understanding of Mario, you haven't heard much about it. And, like, nope. these are the things that, that are playing out and people are fighting to yeah. push us into a degree where the internet is no longer what it exists as now. And it becomes the type of thing where you're registered and acts almost like a cable company and that mm-hmm. level of tracking. I think, inevitably, you will see us get to that point. Mm-hmm. I just think it's become... I mean, we're already, you know... People's motions and what they're saying is tracked pretty thoroughly by a lot of different, you know, yeah. large companies and different permissions we give to apps and things that happen. Um, I think you're only going to see us go in that direction. I don't see any trends that we're going away from that, certainly. So mm. I think, yeah, it's probably inevitable, but I think it is a mistake to some degree as well. Yeah, yeah. I. That's a tough, it's a tough go. I think you're right. Like, it does, I feel like the internet, it's going to be tough to regulate the internet anyway. It's already seems like it's too big. And mm-hmm. it's already gotten too far away, right, from being really able to have so. actual control over the internet at this point in time, which is maybe a good thing, but also maybe one of the worst things. It's an interesting right? thing. It's an interesting thing. It's an interesting thing, it's just a thing. Um, speaking of a thing that's just a thing, despite what people on the internet want to say about it, uh, here's a hot local story. Did you guys hear about the medical marijuana facility opening in North Utica? Of course. Not really. Mm. I had only heard, you mentioned it before we were coming on the show, but I didn't really know anything about it. Yeah, so... Uh, Are we, is medical marijuana legal in New York? No. no I thought it... Well, medical marijuana. Yeah, medical, is. yeah. Yeah, but it, like, yeah. Okay, so yes, it is legal in New York, medical marijuana. Uh, but I saw a lot of people on, <laughs> I saw a lot of people on social media have two uh, viewpoints about this North Utica uh, medical marijuana facility. And this is about as far as I'm going to get into it because I think that both these people are wrong. Okay, <laughs> one side of these people are the people who are like, "Oh, dude, I can't wait to get that good weed here." It's like, doesn't uh, work that way. Listen there, 420. Why don't you put down your Hot Times <laughs> magazine and take a second because that's not going to do anything for you. <laughs> Nothing's going to change in your life. I'm going to let you know right now. Right. Because they can't sell that here or distribute it here. It's just a growing facility. Mm-hmm. And then the other side of people on this argument are. This is going to be the downfall. See, this is what's coming. I knew this was, was going to happen, right? Goddamn liberals. Goddamn liberals. Yeah. And also, uh, you're also wrong. Because none of the marijuana that's in that facility is ever going to see anything close to this region. Well, why do people think that when they say medical marijuana, you can just walk in and be like, I have a headache, so now I get weed now. It's TV and movies. Yeah, TV and like, movies. It, it, doesn't, yeah. it doesn't work that way, guys. TV and you movies. You need to have an actual problem <laughs> where it's like your last resort. That's when they might actually let you use it. In New York. Yeah, in New York. This is part of a greater syndrome, I think, that's going on, of people reacting without getting the entire story. So excited. Uh, I'm not going to get too far into the Uber Lyft thing, uh, which I've been trying to talk about for a couple weeks. Uh, Basically, Uber caught a lot of... Can I just say, we glossed real hard, so let me just say for a second. Oh, no, that's cool. Um, Point to me something else that's stimulating the economy here in upstate New York. Ooh, that's a good point. That's point a good to point. anything else. Go look at the revenues that you see. Ooh, nanotech. Oh, it's did you mm, too soon for nanotech? <laughs> yeah, no. Oh. <laughs> did you really? All right. Well, Sorry. you went Sorry. there. Sorry. Well, what were you gonna say? Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I had no. There was a whole. It's just. I don't know. Yeah. No, no. So no, I, I get your point. No, you're though, right. Like, you're right. The fact that a lot of other states have taken advantage of it. And made money off of it. I'm surprised that New York is a little more behind the curve. New York, New York seems to be a little ahead of the well, curve. Well, that's in other and that, that's kind of well. That's that's exactly where I was going. Yeah. Like you know, with I understand the skepticism of building new industries in North Utica. Right. I get that. Sure. Believe me. You know what I mean. Like that's you know. But we're you sit here and you look at it and you see what happens in all of these other states. You see all of these these places that are experiencing just record-setting revenue for you know their local tax bases, their state tax bases. 
I don't really know if we're in a position to thumb our noses at that. So whether you have a moral stance on it one way or the other, I, number one, I think if you have even one sip of alcohol per week, your moral stance on marijuana is invalid. Um, just, I mean, really, when you look at it like, comparatively for the two. But oh, you're right. You're right, if you, sure. to sit here and to, to thumb your nose at that sort of tax revenue, then go out and bitch about the paving plan and things like that ah. is hypocritical, mm. and we're going to have to do something one way or the other. And if you people don't want to pay taxes, which seems to be a big issue, then we're going to have to get money from somewhere. So settle down and let the future come for you because it's coming one way or the other. Mm. Mm. Damn. Mm. That's all I wanted to say. Right hurts. side of the future. And I was going to wrap that all around to the best nano joke, and I had that <laughs> set up five minutes Damn, out. Damn, Sam. And you just took all the wind out of my sails. So now I'm taking your neuroses and anger, and I'm transferring it to myself. <laughs> I'm not very angry. Guys, can, I've got many neuroses. Many uh, neuroses. I can feel it. I'm on Well, let's, uh, uh, let's, take, let's cool down then, and let's get to this week's... Uh, I wouldn't call it... no neuroses? <laughs> I wouldn't call this an interview, necessarily. Uh, this is probably the first time we've ever had sort of a weird... I wouldn't call it a crossover, either. Uh, I was invited last Friday Listen to... Listen to me talk to three of my pals. Yeah, here's me talking to three guys I've known for, like, 10 to 15 years apiece, basically. Uh, last Friday, I was invited uh, to come on to talk on the Disruption Networks, for anyone who's aware of that. Thanks for coming to check us out, if you heard us on the show. That's really cool. Um... So I had a great time talking to uh, Rich and Phil Farta, who was celebrating his one-year anniversary of the last time he was on the show. Our man Phil Farta, another Uticast two-timer, finally making his, mm-hmm. his prestigious ascendancy to the two-timers club. Uh, Anthony Z. Donaldson, I've known him for so many years. And, of course, my longtime friend, uh, Anthony Colenzo, who, you know, I... I was just so happy to see him. I was, great, great friend. I was so, so excited right now. <laughs> I, can't, I can't even tell you, I geeked out so hard to see Anthony Colenzo. I just, I got such a smile on I my face. I don't know very many people who buy into the philosophy of being positive, loving your life, and having good vibes than Colenzo does almost all I the time. It. Such a, it's always good for the soul to see the Colenzo. The whole family's like that, too. Mr. and Mrs. Colenzo Saints. Jerry's still out of Mike, but he's not so bad. Just kidding. <laughs> I hope Mike's listening. I love Mike. Um, and just a quick disclaimer, if you're listening to this in your office... Look, I don't, edit, don't listen to don't. it in your office. Uh, listen, I edited this the best I can. You got to understand, I'm on their show. It's a different format than what we're used to. So this is going to be a bit more uh, not safe for work than we normally have. So uh, now for something completely different, uh, here's me and the lads from Disruption Networks. them to do. Well, then call that motherfucker up. Man. <laughs> no, did no, how up. did that end, by the way? Did she ghost you? Or did she just stop talking uh, to you? Moderate ghostage. Did she, did, oh, she, she off. Yeah. did she cite the podcast? Oh. Did she cite my me on the podcast? How do you know it was me? Uh, that was part of the conversation. Listen, there were many things that were certainly my fault because I'm a terrible human being in certain aspects of my life. Uh, so it's not all your fault. I just think it's funny to give you a hard time for it because I don't get to see you. As uh, often if I had as a I'd guess, like I feel like you probably hung out with yeah. this chick, right? Did you fall for her? Obviously, I fall. She, no, you no, liked no, her no, more no. than she liked you. Clearly, Sam there, falls hard. There has never been a woman in my life who I haven't fallen for harder than she's fallen for me. I don't he, think that he falls exists. Falls for me. He's smitten over me. So I can't no, even he's, look he's at got him. A big heart. 
Your voice makes me so, like, I get excited just listening to your voice. It's a good one. Is it, like, dude, when I thought about doing EC radio, <laughs> I'm like, I got to bring the pipes on. The kid's got pipes. <laughs> he's got an amazing. We had him doing commercials and promos for us over here. Like, I told him, he's, a, he's an unpolished gem. There well, we go. He's like Unpolished the, ma- radio the, the gym. Unpolished Sam. radio gym. Oh, I lost it again. Come nah. on. That's, <laughs> that's, that's a bad Z. sign then. Well, he, dude, he's scrolling through your photos yeah, and shit. Yeah. No. Just, he's checking for dick pics to see if you send him to anybody. I was checking for Mossy's Well, I'm sorry, Sam. I'm sorry. But you hey, know what? You're gonna, there's going to be a point in time where you meet a new person. Maybe it's already happened. I'd like and to just meet a new professional wrestler. I, think. <laughs> I can make that happen. How do you feel about Jake the Snake Roberts? Do you, know, do you know I had a fake Jake the Snake Roberts Twitter account for a long time? A fake the Snake? Yeah, fake the Snake Roberts. Yeah, that was, yeah. And I got, uh, it was cool because Jeff Hardy tweeted at me once because I was tweeting at him one night just busting his chops. I was just like, you better slow down, brother. You want to end up like Jake. And he just drunkenly responded like, I just want to be like you, Jake Roberts. It was all spelled and capital letters it was terrible uh <laughs> i don't know why every time i come on to talk with you guys it's inevitably like linked with wrestling I, did that's you, my own fault yeah you know that's gonna happen but you brought notes well the, this I, fucking I, guy he's like mr prepared no for hold everything. on a sec i can I, let me stand up for sam here <laughs> this was not supposed to happen like this right i know i was gonna go to you to cast do a little one-on-one thing i just thought this would be more fun yep. because Thanks. i want to talk you're gonna say hey what have you been up to right and like here fucking here's what we're up to well what i wanted to do primarily when i had you on the show was you've been on the show very early on you were in the early stages of the show and then when you came back i love uh, you guys I, and no we love you guys man and i was happy to have you on it's a, I, I support everything you've been doing for a long time and of course everything z's been doing and you know and my buddy matt Massor, who doesn't get enough credit who i love he's a great guy he's a genius um but when you've been on the show, you never really got the full interview process because the interview evolved into something much different by the time you were on the show. So my initial idea was to yes. come on and do the traditional interview with you. But now we've. By we've... the way, this isn't your third Uticast. I'm telling you right now, it's your. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this I didn't ain't bring happening right now. You know, uh, <laughs> so I'm, I'm overtaking Z as we speak. Right, <laughs> right. This is my. Is this going to turn into a WWE? Yeah. Does this count? Right as, does this count as my Uticast or Z's Uticast? No. We're both on here, technically. (laughs) This, I guess, is the Disruption Radio podcast. Exactly. Yeah, all right. Disruption Uh, Networks. Well, I guess let me get into at least that with you guys while I have you here. Um, You know, I've known you guys for such a long time, and I started seeing a lot of you guys on Facebook with a lot of the uh, the branding and a lot of the stuff, and I did get very curious, which is why I reached out to you. So can you guys give me a quick overview of how this all started and, and... what? Why you guys wanted to do this? Yeah, sure. Uh, I'll field the I'll field the first half of Go that ahead, question, dude, and then Zeal. <laughs> it's a two part question. The, the second. Uh, it started with the when we were podcasting from uh, the Saranac Brewery. Oh yeah, so it was like two years ago. Me yeah. and Matt, and honestly, Matt set up uh, this podcast called "You Should Be Here." Mm-hmm. The idea was we go to live events and sort of uh, offer commentary. Nice. That's hey. all. So he reached out to me and said, "Hey, do you want to come do this thing at Saranac?" I said, "As long as I don't have to do any work." As long as I can show up, drink beers, and just talk shit. And he was like, deal. And so we did that for the summer. Uh, that evolved into the, the Matt Maester show. That he was, He's been doing that for a while, but uh, he got picked up by Bubba Army. So Bubba yeah. the Love Sponge picked him up on Fridays, and I joined up. And then we did well there, so they gave us a daily. So from there, it was like, all right, we now can simulcast on our own network. And This has always been the dream. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And this is great. Like What you guys have set up here is, is really, really something else. And I'm really impressed. And I got to say... 
I just want to come back to Matt for one second because <laughs> yeah, he deserves you know, it. I, listen, I, I do one show. A week. You guys, I'll leave, man. I, I'll take off. You know, no, I'm not, I'll take. I'll go go get a piece. No, of I'm, not, I'm gonna come right back. To, no, you brought the taboo. See, <laughs> when the shows collide, that's what happens. You bring that fucking Brady Bunch taboo the fuck out of here, Masucci. <laughs> no, well, what I'm gonna say about him ties into what you guys are doing as well, though, because you know, I I, I work a regular job as well too, like a nine to five type job, no, and. We don't. <laughs> so the I'm podcast, obviously, <laughs> the podcast is something that I love doing, and I, I'm going to keep doing it for as long as I can possibly keep doing it because I because you like to talk, <laughs> dude. I can't stop talking. Um, you hear that? <laughs> I certainly. But to come up with the amount of content to do a daily like that—that's something that I, I don't know how much research I'd have to do to get that kind of thing. And the fact that you guys come up with that kind of content is highly impressive. We to me. don't come up with nothing on this show. We, <laughs> we really have not. We're raw and uncensored here at EC Radio. Steady stream of dick and fart jokes. <laughs> That's all it really is. <laughs> it's been no problem. I'm looking at Z's prep. It says wing it. That's it. It's two words. It says wing it. I, is it, we is have it spelled not correctly? anything. The, the one time we prepped, we got, tried to get Ryan Mopoulou on the phone yesterday, and the freaking phone collapsed well, or whatever. We had a dirty computer. We dirty know computer. Yeah, that was his fault, by the way. He's a dirty man. Anyways, yeah, well, Z, we, don't, we don't prep. We just Matt and I are geniuses. Videos. That's how we do it. We're just here to disrupt they the network. prep. Well, Z, let me come to you then, because you've always struck me. Knowing... we got to start prepping. <laughs> Doomsday prepping. <laughs> See, Take knowing you've always been, like, a big pictures guy, knowing you as long as I've known you. Like, in your mind, like, how excited for you, were you to get into this? And, like, what, what are your hopes for this uh, going forward? It's my forward? fucking dream, bro. I mean, this is what I've always wanted to do, to have a daily radio show. I mean... Howard Stern was a huge influence on me. I got in the radio. I worked in the radio in the, in the so early mid-90s. Check mid the board. Make sure Sam's on. Yeah. So, no, I already, already got <laughs> you it. You got it? Yeah, All right, yeah. cool. <laughs> so I worked in radio in the 90s, and, you know, I always wanted to do this. All the time. That's what I really want to do. But I got into music and other aspects. And now here we are, and we're doing our thing. And I'm blessed to be hooked up with Farda and Matt and Colenzo's hanging out every day and Masucci. I mean, great. we've we've built a great little team, man. And uh, we just look forward to the future. Can I ask you about the Stern thing? Because uh, sure. for me, growing because. Uh, I'm just curious about it because for me, I love with, this. He's probably an IMS guy. <laughs> with, no, not even that. Like, with, <laughs> I'm getting interviewed on my own show. I love it. Because <laughs> with the podcast game, I always go back to um, to Mark Marin. Like when I got interested in podcasting, I fell in love with the Mark Marin podcast, WPF podcast. Um, but I sort of feel like I missed out on Stern. Stern for me was always like I would see it late night on like was it E? They used to show it on TV. Like oh the, yeah, 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 yeah. But I feel like I never, I never understood the connection to Stern, but so many people I talked to, uh, you know, go back to him being such an influence. What is it about Stern that everyone seems to just... change the game. Yeah. He was the first to have balls and talk about penises on the radio, and he took so many... Abu- he took so much abuse and throughout the years, and they ridiculed him, but he had legions and legions of fans, and, and he changed the game of radio. There's nobody else. And then everybody else copied I mean, yeah, you got your carbon copy guys that are out there that are following everything that's yeah. by the FCC. Then you got Stern, that which he just didn't want to abide by the rules. Yeah, he just and now the, to make his own path. The whole satellite thing and the internet actually yeah. lets us do that. Mm. You know, the satellite thing probably was underappreciated when it first happened. I remember him going to Sirius a long time ago and being like, "That seems mm-hmm. kind of a weird thing." But now it seems like a stroke of genius in hindsight. Like he he built himself a hell of an empire. He, he yeah. did, he did, and that's what mm. we want to do over here. <laughs> Any topic, all uh, words. Yeah. It's, it's fantastic what's going on. But, yeah, Stern NFL. definitely changed the game. And I go back. Remember when he did the, the WWOR TV show oh, yeah. from back in the day when he had Stunner and John out in the streets, you know, asking Ted Williams yeah, if he parted in a catcher's face and stuff like that. I mean, that was comedy back then. <laughs> it was absolutely – he changed the game. And that was, like, right in 
high school. When I was in high school, that's when he was starting to become really huge. Yeah. Mm. You know what I always liked is is uh, you tune in and it was like the whack pack. That mm. was my whole favorite. And it was all these weird individuals that he brought on the show. And yep. just he would sit there and he would just let them go. And it was a whole story. And wait a minute. Is that what you're fucking doing here, dude? Yeah, it is. But, <laughs> but yeah, I learned. Hold on it. a minute here. I just got the whole point of this show. See why you're here, dude? I told you. <laughs> oh, for Christ's sakes. And, you know, I, I just want to. I just got to look at Anthony for a second. Anthony, I got to ask you. I, no, we've known each other for such a long time. We go Quite back some time. such a long way. I got to be honest. I'm flabbergasted to see you here and talking because I never even thought about the concept of you do, being like a radio guy. Oh, even is that something? It makes total <laughs> sense. <either. laughs> I never thought you had any talent. This is amazing. This is, you, you are Just very talented. You, you have talent. Oh, no. I knew. I knew. on radio. It's great to see you. Anthony has one of the meanest baseball swings I've ever seen. Yeah. He hits the ball with malice, like ang- <laughs> deep-seated anger. I'm, I'm actually a character in some of his MLB games. He never wears gloves. He never wears, like, pads or anything. He's just straight, like, no tape, no glove, just raw skin on wood. <laughs> raw skin with wood. <laughs> but I knew I could get Colenzo in here to help us, and I wouldn't have to pay him. <laughs> Smart. Can I ask you, that seems to be, like, the funniest thing for me lately is... Is not paying people? Yeah, <laughs> no, I get paid. Paid. not getting paid, it seems. <laughs> and, that's, and that's the thing that scares me with, like... Because uh, I, I consider, you know, you guys in the same sort of circle as what we're doing here... It's so easy for guys like us who are putting ourselves out there and doing something because we love it and care about it to get kind of fucked by people. Because today in this, like specifically in this day and age, people will do anything they can to not pay you, especially freelancers, right? Oh, like you yes. are, there's no insurance. What do you mean? You, you can't just do that for free. Well, Sam, I'm trying to do the fucking now. <laughs> I <know. laughs> I mean, if there's any graphic designers out there that want to make another logo, I mean, yeah, we'll, we, we won't pay you. We'll, we'll take all your stuff. We'll I'm not you. getting fucked. I'm going to do the fucking. The D is here, baby. Bend over. <laughs> giving the look, D, look baby. Look how big that D is. We brought this town, this D to town of fuck yeah. So, you ever seen a D this big? Do you guys, well, you. <laughs> so do you guys have like segments yet? Are you guys working segments into your yeah, shows? Yeah, it all depends on what you consider we're, segments. We're working on segways. Define segments. We're trying to stay on top of it. Yeah, we'll get there. You know, Our show is, bu- is broken up into specific segments. We do recurring bits and we didn't do. We were going to do a freestyle. We do a thing called Freestyle Fridays, where I'll, I'll try to wrap the week up with a freestyle. But uh, oh, I stayed oh. in Utica today. That's why we couldn't. You can't really Skype that. It's tough because there's a little bit of delay. It sounded good, huh? It sounded good. It sounded good, but I mean, if I'm trying to keep a beat or something, it's oh, like I gotcha. that, that particular segment wouldn't necessarily work. I gotcha. Well, let's do it now. See, what did I say before? Everybody knows freestyle. <laughs> he, How does this happen? Fart is a freestyle guy. No, he's good. He did it on Z's company the other yeah, day. Yeah, yeah, I, I, yeah, I was filming. Yeah. I, I was, I was looking at you, right? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, you know, man, you were shitting for most of that. I was. I was in the Oh, toilet. my God. He What'd went to eat? Moe's and he... Oh, uh, I don't know, but it was nuclear. It's it was called horrible. the Moe's abortion. Oh, terrible. <laughs> <laughs> Rhymes with smishmortion. It's real messy, man. What what happens in the Farta world tonight on a Friday night? What's going on I'm with I'm taking Laura to Simeon's. You're going to Simeon's? Yeah. Get yep. the Thracian chicken. Calamad. Yeah. Yep. The Calamad And then what happens level. after Simeon's? The calamari. Uh, after Simeon's, we'll probably we'll go to a bar, maybe grab a couple drinks. And then I bring you a beer her. guy, you a uh, Sambuca guy since you got the full bottle. No, <laughs> I I've been, I switched to vodka because I, I like stopped drinking beer because of the gym and shit. So we stopped. I haven't drank a beer in months. Oh no, the last one I, I drank one UC on your show. Oh, that's right. And that it was months though. That's I've been, right. I kind of came off a of beer, but I'll I'll go back to beer in the summer. It's a good summer drink. Yeah. Um, Saranac and whatnot. Yeah, for yeah. sure. Um, so then I don't know, man. Maybe we'll have sex. 
Yeah. Like later. Yeah. Yeah, cool. You got to pencil it in like, uh, like Bella. Bellionaire says he schedules sex. He's got a pencil mm. in his pussy. Oh, man. He schedules sex? Yeah. Uh, no, I don't do that. We usually just bang at night, like just before bed. I'm a morning guy. You're a morning guy? Yeah, it puts her I'm, on sleep. I'm it done. makes her sleep. I'm done better. at the end of the day. I got no sleep. The Suchi has no idea what we're talking I'm like, about. I'm like, I'm a never guy. I just <laughs> <laughs> I'm back in grad school. We'll I've had two minutes it. of free time in the last six and a half months. So you know, <laughs> every time Sam's about to get late, I come on his podcast and cock yeah, him. Yeah, he, he comes all over his podcast. <laughs> I just show up and I'm like, papa. <laughs> he just comes all over. Okay, jerking off for another seven months. I'll tell you the truth. I'll get real on it. I do not know how to flirt anymore because I spent so long playing in bands that I didn't ever learn how to flirt in the first place. I just sang in a band, which is in itself its own kind of it uh, roundabout way of Pussy meeting women. Came flying uh, at I you. Yeah. I didn't have to. It's just like you get off stage and I'm like, that was good. You want to come over? It's like, Okay, cool. Yes. That took minimal effort. It took minimal uh, effort. Now I go out and I'm You're like, getting old, kid. See, that's the thing. Like, I am getting old because I'll ask people to go on like dates, right? I'm like, hey, do you want to go get dinner? And they're Sucker. like, dinner? What are you like, forty? I'm like, ah, yeah, dude, well, come, come on. on. Getting the game has changed. Sam. Yeah. Well, what's so no so in like no dinner then? Apparently? People don't like to eat anymore. What's going no. on? Apparently not. <laughs> no, because you, you can't you can't engage during dinner. You're sitting there watching the other person eat. It's that's too it's too impersonal. I like to play on my phone during dinner. That's what I do. I'm like, I'm sorry. What did you say? I'm sorry. There's someone that's more important than you right now. Uh, (laughs) What is the worst food to watch somebody eat on a date? Is it Uh, chicken wings? No, definitely spaghetti. Yeah, spaghetti. Uh, spaghetti is, it's wild. It's like a bloody octopus it when really you, is. it comes into uh, you your know, mouth. You yeah. know, I got gaps in my teeth, too, so if I'm slurping up that last piece, I mean, that thing is going loose hose. And, yeah. you know, I it's can't. Like when you're watching a girl trying to slurp up spaghetti, you can't help but think of all the other things that she slurps in their fast time. So it's like you can't. Spaghetti. Neg- negative on a date. Uh, man, that's a good question. How about ribs? <laughs> Ribs, I'm in. Yeah, ribs is tough. for me it's tough. I'm I'm bad with chicken wings. Girls like watching guys suck their fingers. I eat a messy dude. It looks like when I'm done with chicken wings, it looks like I just gave birth in the back of a moving taxi. <laughs> like it is so messy. There's so much garbage everywhere. There's as a guy with a beard though, there's no way to eat chicken wings, correct? It's it's yeah. a disaster. Beards ruin a lot of good food for you. Not ruin it, but it saves a lot of it in your beard for later. Cereal, mm. chicken wings, soup. soup. Yep, soup. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, he knows. Def- uh, over easy eggs. <laughs> you, got, you got yolk beard. Yolk beard. It's <laughs> the name of my indie band. Yolk beard. You don't know about. I that. find too that when you blow a guy, a bunch of cum will get stuck That's right there terrible. too. That's the worst. So That's they say, right, Phil? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wow, we hit all time new lows. <laughs> EC Radio so far. <laughs> You got any more questions, Sam? Uh, no, I do have. I kind of <laughs> like this, actually. <laughs> well, I do have. I was going to. Sh- I do have one segment that I added to the show that I think you guys might like. Show? We, uh, well, I can't. We need guys. segments. <laughs> Let all right, so, all right. Help so, us, please. Right. So uh, at the end of my interviews, uh, we always do lightning round now. And we didn't do it when you were on the show. These are the same uh, six questions we've asked every interviewer who's been on the show for the last, like, 50 episodes or so. All right. So if you'd like, I can present you guys the questions, and I can get your answers. They're pretty straightforward. All right. Yes? Very yeah. good. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Uh, so, gentlemen from Disruption Network. Let's get some uh, get some news going. <laughs> Let's uh, get, turn on some soap or something. Yeah, we... <laughs> so uh, I'll start. Let's, we'll just go in, a, in Let's order. Let's go around the table. We'll go around the table. Uh, starting first, what was your first uh, automobile? I had a Mercury Lynx. What year? It was a an 86. What color? It was like powder blue. It was a total fucking chick magnet, as you yeah, can see. Yeah, it sounds it. And I would have to pop the uh, the, the lid and, and stick the screwdriver down the, uh, like that little butterfly <laughs> thing and flames, which, I, I don't know. I'm not a car person, but I know it was powder blue. Did you have dude. to like, pop your gas tank from the trunk? 
if, if it means anything, Remember I gave it cars? to my mother and it caught on fire. You True gave story. it to your mom and it caught on fire? Yeah. Was... Like two, three months after I gave it to her, At she called time? me up to tell me that the car burned up in her driveway. That's terrible. Is that it? No, mine was powder, but but it was that car, but powder blue. Yeah, that's a that's a power that's wow. a power automobile. That's, right that almost there. looks like a Dodge. That Dart. was your first car. <laughs> yeah, brother, pretty good. <laughs> that's, that's nice. Yeah, or, it's nice. a Dodge Duster. That's what that looks like. <laughs> it it looked like it was more like a like a like a shit box shape. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Those, those eighties, like they uh, they really messed up. In like that a car casket era. with wheels. It really was. It was, <laughs> it was, it was like horrible. every car that made was made in the eighties is definitely a rat box. Yeah. I like the I boxy cars. In. I think it's a better look. Like yeah. I don't like the way cars are all rounded now. I like the old Jeep Cherokees from the nineties that looked yeah. like a big cardboard box on wheels. Those are tight. Those are dope. Yes. Yeah. How about you, Philly? What do you got? Uh, my first car was also powder blue. Nice surprise, right? Nineteen eighty-seven Ford Taurus uh, that my grandfather died and left to me. So was it a Taurus in the eighties? It was 1987. Yeah, it was a different shape. Then. I think it was a Tempo back then. <laughs> the Tempo. It was all the same. Oh, I think this might. I might have got it like right on the Tempo Taurus crossover <laughs> year. Uh, because it was my grandfather's car, so it was. Uh, but it was right, It was nice. I put like a 20 inch fucking subs in the back because why? The, like right? I'm like driving around the fucking Taurus with no power, nothing. Just fucking <laughs> banging some outcast. Z, what about you, big guy? Mine was an 83 Volkswagen Rabbit. Yes! <laughs> and, and it was a diesel engine, and it had a hole in the gas tank. And the fucking thing blew up on me on of 95 in Las wow. Vegas in August in, like, 120-degree heat. I had to walk 10 miles. And Did you have just... long hair then, too? No. What was the Z haircut back then? That was, oh, uh, man. I think just kind of like one. how it was. Is... No, I don't know. I have no idea. I can't remember. Did you have, like, a hockey cut? The boule. I had them all, dude. <laughs> <laughs> did you ever had frosted I'm tips? I had those for a while. Never did frosted I tips. Frosted that was after my tips. time. I had frosted tips, too. You, you did? Never, yeah. You did frosted tips? I never frosted. What about you, Anthony? I had a 92 S10 Blazer. Oh, you were a Blazer guy. Oh, dude, this thing was the best. <laughs> it had no horn. I had to get... Uh, the steering wheel cover came off. I could hide stuff in there. Wait a minute. I might be driving your car right now. Did you <laughs> sell it? <laughs> no, it was, uh, it was like a burgundy silver kind of color. It was a two-tone. And it smelled like balls. Oh. That's the car. <laughs> that's the, yeah, that's, I, the, that's I, how you know. Balls. One. Uh, that's pretty good, man. Those are all classics. All right, I got. All right, we can go back around the other way if you want. Yeah, yeah let's do the snake. Yeah. All right, all right, do the snake trap. <laughs> all right, so you may or may not have taken your first car there, uh, but where did you attend and who did you see at your first live music concert? Oh, my first live music concert, huh? This is uh, this is down in West Palm Beach. Mm. I was on Clematis Street. Well, like this is the one that I actually paid a ticket for and went. I mean, I bought a ticket. And went to the show as opposed to just like going to the show just because it was like something to do on right, Friday right. night for free. But I paid for a punk rock show. I went and seen No Use for a Name, Good Riddance, nice. the Mad Caddies, and the Ataris down oh. at Spanky's on Clematis Street in West Palm Beach in the, in the year 2000. My heart skips a beat when you say I stuff got, like that. Yeah, I got kicked wow. in the face by Tony Sly. He's oh. the lead singer in No Use for a Name. <laughs> He's the one who looks like me, right? Now, who's the one you told me looks like me? Ah, uh, who looks like? There's a lot of guys. <laughs> they all look like me. They're all kind of handsome out there. Is nah. this with the parents or without the parents? This is uh, my dad. My dad dropped me off. It's a um, question with or without. Oh, the Oh, first concert with or without, man. Oh, uh, with so yeah. Kiss, 1984. Yes, Kiss. Yeah. That's a hell of a show to see. At the odd, and who the freak opened up for that show? Um, let me. It'll come to me. It'll come to me. 1984, huh? Yeah, I think it was Analyze Tour, King Cobra. I was like nine years old, dude. You know, my dad took me because he knew somebody in the KISS organization. That's what are your thoughts on KISS now? Uh, Gene Simmons is a prick. He was my hero. Okay. He was my hero as a, grown, uh, as a kid. Yeah. He was my boy, you know. He was uh, my superhero. But now I 
you see the real side of him, you know, with yeah. these reality TV shows and whatnot. <laughs> mm-hmm. So yeah. he's a rich motherfucker, though. Yeah, he's yeah. a rich motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> and his tongue ain't money, that so he can be a prick. So, yeah. mm-hmm. Phil, I think I knew yours. It was Liberace, right? Uh, actually, it was Spaceballs. Spaceballs. The What's the question again? The band? <laughs> yeah, it was a tragedy. <laughs> Here, you want to hit this? <laughs> That's um, the band with John Candy in it, right? Yeah, uh, it's a good one. <laughs> barf. Uh, yeah, first concert you ever saw. Man, I want to say it was uh, Third Eye Blind. Is that a group? Oh. They, they sang that song about not killing yourself. Hey, they are. Uh, Jumper. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That <laughs> I was, like that I, one. We went, it was like a college. I went my buddy Staznak. It was my, a college uh, fucking hall. And it was them, and it was another big group at the time. But I just remember, like, still trying to kill myself. And, nah. uh, Third Eye Blind on tour of the summer. They're going to be playing at the Lakeview Amphitheater. It's the uh, 20th June... anniversary or something like that? Something like that. Yeah, yeah. Self-titled. Yeah. Underrated album. It's yeah. actually, I still like that one. The I, would, I would like to one. add on to my answer, though. I had. I... <laughs> no, you're over with, pal. You're, we got to go to a break Creed anyways. was there, too. I saw Creed. <laughs> well, let me close off with him, and then we'll go. We can do it. Uh, well, how about you, my friend? Yeah, it was uh, Aerosmith and Dokken at the Odd. Oh, Dokken? Yeah, man. And I went with my mother Lame. and, like, her. My mother. And her, I think it was like her fourth husband. Ain't and, gonna uh, dream no more. <laughs> and, 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 yes. <laughs> and they played Dream Warriors, and my mother went, That's that Freddy Krueger yes. song. They're gonna freaking oh, kill everybody. Well, that's the best Freddy Krueger movie, by yes. the way. So. Yes. <laughs> I got a full cast of characters in the studio right now. Happy Friday. Happy Friday. Yeah, man. Friday rolling. Masucci's still trying to figure out how to order vodka. <laughs> I'm order it. <laughs> yeah. I am cocked, brother. Yeah. Get there soon. <laughs> Pounded 40s. Yeah. Joining us in the studio, Sam Femilaro from Uticast. Absolute pleasure, boys. And my homeboy to my left over here, the ugly man himself. Phil Good face Farta. for radio. Do you have like a tagline? Like, you're just Phil Farda. There's like... The funniest man alive. Oh, Utica's, favorite son, man. Utica's favorite son. Utica's favorite son. Utica's favorite son. Do you have? Do you have like a memory when you knew you were funny? Like, is there like a time when you were young when you just knew you were funnier than some of the people you knew? Uh, oh man. <laughs> now what? Uh, what Farta family are you? Are you the ones from like Jefferson Street from back in the day? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. See? Yeah. yeah. See? Wow. That's we're that's how you call family out right Dude, now. Dude, that's my grandma and grandpa over there. I'm, I'm, uh, I'm Lansing Street, man. We're uh, oh, I think our shit. families used to chit chat. They're paisans. Bet, yeah. man. You must know like we're from the east side. Cosmo. That's... You must know Cosmo. So let's let Sam finish his lightning round. Oh yeah, that's he right. He had his lightning oh, yeah. round that's thing right. going on. That's See right. what happens when we take a break. Everybody no, forgets. Right. Yeah, no. To answer your question, Sam, I have always been funny. Yes. I remember. You have. Well, all right. So let me. I got a couple here, Rich. I'm gonna start with you on this. All right, we're going, so we're, we're on the snake. I'm going to set the scenario for all you guys, so I don't have to do it uh, more than once. You are the uh, world wrestling heavyweight champion. Obviously. You are you are making your way down the ring to defend your title. The crowd is screaming your name, Rich. Rich. What song is playing in the background as you walk down the ramp? Oh my God. I don't even know. That's a fucking great question. That's a good one. <laughs> that is a good Phil's question. over here like, I have, uh, I, you don't have this already determined, I, dude? Sir <laughs> Mix-a-Lot put him on the glass. Wow. Yeah. I got a variation of that question. I mean, uh, what what song plays when you unzip your pants? Ooh. Ooh. Uh, Stairway to Heaven, I would imagine. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Wow. But uh, what's, your, what's your wrestling Enter the Ring song? Rich it's got to be something stupid. They're all stupid. Every song it's all that stupid. I've it's dumb. <laughs> yeah, like, well, that's that's a good one. Like the, Moss is over here saying the Karate Kid. What's the Karate Kid song? You're the um, best. You're, you're the, the best. best. I love it. <laughs> 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 
one. Yeah, it's a good one. <laughs> see, I, that works. We'll go with that. I <laughs> love that part of the Karate Kid. Uh, I'm like, speaking for me. I love it. That was in an era when you could make songs that just literally just talk to you. It's like, you're the best and you know the rest, so get out and kick some dudes. It's like, that was like, they just wrote a song specifically. <laughs> for, oh, yeah, when we do our Super Bowl parties at the house, we still play that damn song. Absolutely. We think it inspires people. Z, I'm sure you've thought about this before. You've already, you've already did it? Huh? Yeah, he said put well, him on the glass. Put him on the glass by uh, <laughs> Sir Mix-A-Lot. Or there's a song called Zuzimaphone. I would come out to Zuzimaphone. It's by something other brass funk band. I don't, you gotta fucking look it up. I, I like know. the Zuzimaphone. So Zuzimaphone, my, my entrance theme song? Well, since I wrote it. Just make some noise! Fuck out! That's, That's a great Anthony lick. Z. Donaldson's music. He's making his way to the ring. The crowd is going crazy. He's not scheduled to be in the building. I've filmed this video in the odd. Why wouldn't I walk out to it? <laughs> you know? They should have put you on Be a the... witness to this greatness, yo. That was a fun Tell him, yo. Be a witness to the greatness. Hey, Be a witness to the greatness. <laughs> this is actually a really good wrestling choice theme. <laughs> Thanks, buddy. Very good. Thank you. I wrote it. I might as well fucking use it, right? <laughs> it works so, man. It's so perfect. <laughs> you know? And we filmed it in the odd. Why not? You know? So, yeah. <laughs> that way I wouldn't have to worry about copyright infringements either, right? Great editing. <laughs> yeah, A.O. killed it on this video. He did. He killed it on this video. I, I just got to say, A.O. is one of my favorite people who's ever existed. I've never, he's got some ups. Right? I've never met a more positive dude. He's Every, got a lot of energy. <laughs> uh, Colenzo, you, you kind of got, there's no way you can top this now. He had live music cut in. <laughs> he did. So, yeah, That's because I'm the producer, I'm the beer bitch, I'm the bus driver. It's his fucking show. Uh, it's my fucking show. <laughs> <laughs> so what about you, Ant? Look at that picture I paused it on. I know. You're looking, you're looking, that's a mugshot. <laughs> oh, my that's God. That's a candid. It's almost like scrambled porn over here by Gabe. Yes. Just, just enough to look. So, Amigo, what's your entrance theme? My entrance theme? Uh, immigrant song, Led Zeppelin. Ah. Well, when I used to make Anthony, same thing for when I unzip my pants. <laughs> when I used to make Anthony in my wrestling video games back in the early two thousands, it was always uh, that one, that one three eleven song, like "Living and Rocking." That was ah, that's game. a that's a fire song right there. <laughs> uh, and I'll go back around one more time with you guys for the next one. Back uh, on the snake, uh, Anthony. Back. I love saying this it. one. Back on the snake. Yeah. <laughs> well, what the beat? Um, Only on the D. All right. So this is a. <laughs> give me one book. Album, movie, or television show you are currently reading, listening to, or watching. Can you say it again? One book, <laughs> album, movie, or television show you are currently reading, listening to, or watching. Well, I'm not reading a book right now, unfortunately. I'm uh, tisk tisk. I'm, I'm gearing up for my 311 cruise, so I'm mm. mainlining my 311s. Love it. Got to get my raps. Got to get my. <laughs> Got to get my flows going. Um, what what are the other can you I use only it needed in one. Country of origin, please. <laughs> I could use it in a sentence. Uh, either movie or show. I yeah, guess. it was a tragedy. <laughs> How about you, Z? One book, album, movie, show you're currently reading, listening to, or watching? Book, album, or show? Yeah. Um, or movie. I'm listening to the Matt Major show here every day at noon. That is boring. Yes, Ace! That's called a segue. Boom. <laughs> it's called branding. Yes. <laughs> every day at noon, people, the Matt Major shows co starring. My buddy, John Bellionaire. Smart. <laughs> Billy, what about you, big guy? Uh, we started watching Mr. Robot. Oh, is it good? Uh, I really enjoyed it. Season one was awesome. Uh, it took a crazy twist, and now season two is totally different. Still pretty good. Nice. Yeah. Richard, only two seasons. I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go a little bit on this. I, there's three that I've been cycling through. They're all <laughs> local albums. Okay. Dying Breed, Sio. And uh, High Desert Sky. I've been selling those three. 
Oh, and I guess I will cycle <laughs> this one now, the uh, Return to Ashes, and, which is Z's new one. And everybody in the studio tonight will yes. give, will earn a free copy of Return Should to Ashes Should I look under my chair? Huh? Is it under my oh, chair? Compliment to your friends at Easy Radio, right? Uh-huh. Giveaways at Easy Radio. My guests walk home with prizes. Thanks, Oprah. You all get a CD, all of you. Uh, is it under oh. my seat? <laughs> I can't <laughs> wait to travel back to 1996 and play that, Z. <laughs> but those Where do you put a CD? Do people have those? I don't know. Like, I don't have a CD player anymore. I don't You got either. a new car? It's newer. No CD player. Yeah, yeah new cars don't have CD players. or like the little smoke thing. No, you just yeah. need the aux cord now. You don't need anything else. Well, everything's yeah. like... But well, then where do you put that, you gotta put that I CD I have an somewhere. iPhone 7 with uh, no aux cord. That's true. They, they really screwed the pooch on that one, didn't yeah. they? I'm so angry as an Apple guy. You got to be uh, Mr. Bluetooth nowadays. Yeah, but like a jerk. That's stupid the boost. new cars have CD players. That's why I'm still listening to a CD player. <laughs> <laughs> I still got the thing where you put the tape... With the cord coming out oh, of it, you know what I'm talking yeah. about? Yeah. Way to there's, the best. there's a hiss in the background constantly. <laughs> the, the snap, crackle, and pop. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and I, got, I had one last uh, question I usually ask. It's, um, but it's a little serious, I Uh-oh. think, for what we normally Is this, do. I'm a, it's I'm not a really an ambush uh, question, so we can so, plan. Yeah. Uh, I'll go back here. Um, Rich, give yeah. me one piece of fake news you want to start right now. Uh, the one that I'm going to tell you what, uh, <laughs> that I died. <laughs> Rich Rich came in, he drank so much he, he died right here on air. That's what it is. So Rich is dead. Fake news Rich is starting dead. now. See if it see if it spreads. I bet it would spread. Phil, you got any fake news for me? Yeah, man. I actually I I was gonna write one recently it was uh 2017, after uh, 70 years, scientists finally discover that uh, the goddamn groundhog has nothing to do with the winter. That's true. I just, I would love That's for them a, to yeah. come out with this news of like, listen, we've been, we were wrong. He actually, the fucking shadow doesn't matter. He's just an animal. Dude, they, they crunch the numbers. He's wrong 60% of the time. In the his, yeah, in the history right, of the time, sure. they've kept also, that track record. Stats on this. You're comparing those two things have literally no bearing on each other. Like, <laughs> exactly. you could so say like, saying. if I shit, uh, the winter might be longer. Like, yeah, if it's, it's diarrhea or solids, yeah. it's just. So what you're saying is he's like any other meteorologist. Really. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Wrong sixty percent of the time. It's and, an excuse to hassle. <laughs> it's an excuse to hassle a rat on February second. This <laughs> poor <laughs> bastard rat that's stuck in a cage. He just well, wants to be left alone. He doesn't want the people of Puxatawney. I mean, they got it. That's all they got. That's all they got. No, the movie too. The movie is. Oh, there's a movie on it? So, you ever saw Groundhog Day with Bill Murray? Oh. Yeah. That's I like, saw it twice. That movie is so much better than the actual holiday. Like, I could give a shit about the holiday. The people of Puxatawney. <laughs> right? Like, I mean, if... Puxatawney Phillies. Why don't, why don't we as Uticans uh, create some kind of fucking Phil rodent? Day. Some rodent that'll determine something. <laughs> we got Rainbow, so it'd be like Rainbow Day or something. Yeah, Rainbow Day. <laughs> if Rainbow comes out and sees the shadow, two more months asking for change. It's yeah. a good... It's a really... <laughs> Revolution! Do <laughs> <laughs> uh, so about you any fake news? What's the... What's, what is it? Uh, fake news. Fake news. Oh, I love in the fact that Mexican hookers are going to put glory holes in Trump's wall. Smart. Yes. I'm loving that <laughs> That's fact. That's a good one. That's real one. shit. Yes. That is some real fake, fake news. I'm real fake news. Yes. I told everybody about that. that no. <laughs> but it's going to happen. I'm going to be, because there's holes in the wall. You can stick your dick in. <laughs> you can stick your dick in. There's holes in the wall. You can stick your dick in. Uh, Anthony, how about you? Fake news. Uh, me and Z filming a movie. Oh. Yeah. Coming yeah. out late fall next year. Independent? Uh, no. It's called uh, Tummy it's- Sticks. <laughs> no, it's uh, it's a brief history on uh, the world. Smart, a brief history, just a very, brief history. very brief. <laughs> <laughs> From my extent knowledge on the world, dude. <laughs> that's and that's funny too, because like I I'm, I was like a history major in like college. Like I went to college. I went to Hunter College in Manhattan. I studied like 
20th century Latin American revolutions, which means I have a degree in pretty much nothing. Like, my degree is never going to get me a job. And <laughs> You anything. got a degree in pretend. But it's crazy, like, how fast I lost all that stuff. Like, I, I knew so much about history that I can't tell you again. Now, if I had to go be a history teacher for real, I'd probably have to, like, take a history you course. Get a, you should get a girlfriend. They're really good at digging up the past, huh? I oh, Well, then I'll bring Phil in, and he can scare her off. It'll be fun. <laughs> I love how this show started off like shit, and we're totally ending like shit, so we're really bad. <laughs> Again, to my good pals, uh, Anthony, Phil, Z, and Rich, Disruption Networks. Uh, good luck to you boys doing your thing. Dude, how about Colenzo's voice for radio? God, his voice is so good. I, I would kill <laughs> for a voice like that. It's the first thing I said when I was like, oh my God, his voice, Sterling. My, fa- Sterling. my favorite my favorite Anthony Colenzo story that, that we both love to tell all the time, back when me and him were like first starting to be friends, because... We were all young, like we met through friends of friends and stuff. And he gets to the point where, like, you know, you start calling your friends friends because yeah, yeah. becoming friends. And he would call me, and he would do it all the time, dude. For years, he'd call me on my phone and pick up the phone, hello, and he just he'd hit me with that low, gravelly voice, and be like, hey. Hey. And then pause for me. He's like, "This is Anthony." I'm like, "Damn, yeah, dude, I know who this is. Like, that's the hey. most, that's the most distinct voice that I know. I know who's calling. You don't have to announce yourself. Um, You've said enough at that point." I'll say this: Anthony Colenzo was one of the first group of that friends that I could hang out with without a buffer friend. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Because I've had that moment where you like, you're like, "Oh, it's just you, huh?" <laughs> Just yeah. me and you hanging Buffer, out. Yeah. Buffer friends are important yeah. sometimes, and you're Col- transitioning from like you know yeah. mutual acquaintances That's to friends. Tough. Yeah, yeah. Clenzo was one of the first guys who I didn't need a buffer friend to chill with. I appreciated that over the years. That's guys, special treat for. Uh, well, actually, let's let's talk tomorrow for a minute. Hey guys, let's talk tomorrow for a minute. <laughs> um, so Mara, I heard I heard a rumor that you. About me? Yeah, I heard a rumor about you. Why don't you uh, confirm or deny said rumors, okay? I heard you said that you can't take the winter anymore. It's too cold, and you're 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 skipping town, and skipping that, a few towns. And that Sam and Kev can piss off. That's, That's what exactly I heard. Exactly what I said. Damn it! How did that get back to you? That <laughs> person promised they kids, wouldn't say anything. Kids got eyes everywhere. Eyes and ears. That's not fair. Everywhere. Uh, no, Mara. So why don't you uh, why don't you sadly uh, tell our our wonderful listeners uh, your story? What's going on, guys? I'm leaving. She's leaving. And I won't be back. No, I'll be back eventually <laughs> at some point. But I am leaving. I am moving. To Florida. Mm. I have been graced with a generous job offer. Oh, I yeah. have. And I'll be with family. By family, I mean my brother, who That's is cool. my numero uno. Mm. Um, so next week, unfortunately, shall be my last episode. Uh, until ooh. I come back <laughs> and I visit and then I force myself back onto the show. Of course. Because that will happen. Of course. No, I expected it as much. And listen... Uh, I'm very sad to lose you. Obviously, next week uh, we're gonna do a special exit interview for you on the way out. So we'll Guys. we'll we'll save all the shenanigans for that for oh, next week. What a uh, but I will ask you now: Are you as uh, a, as a week before your last episode? Are you 
feeling any nervousness about the move at this point in time. No. No? No. It's uh, It's been a long time coming. If, you, if you've been in my life a long time, you will know that I have been trying to move on to the next chapter of my mm-hmm. life, and specifically Florida, because my brother has been there. He's a big part of my life. So mm-hmm. this, uh, you know, the opportunity came up to do it, so... I've been ready for a while, so now it's just now it's just gotta happen. Now it's just a waiting game. You know what I mean? That's the worst part about all of it. But this has been my favorite thing that I've done since I've lived in Utica. Ah, no, hey, I mean it. Hey, I mean it. I'm not just you saying. Do some other stuff. Do some more. There's a lot of stuff going on. <laughs> you know, uh, I know. Just part of my all week. Right. Monday afternoon, not because of you, but I got Mr. Neurosis. Well, it's neurotic. I know it's just gonna be. I, I, I evened out. Comes in, wake me up four o'clock in the morning. I had a thought about segment two of the show, and I'm just That's like, sir. Nah, I mean, I don't know about you guys listening, but have you had these guys' barbecue chicken? It's good. Have you had it? Did you finish all that chicken I gave you? I did, and I forgot to bring you back your container. <laughs> I have. Oh, I no, just keep it. Too many containers. We, keep it. I'm swimming That's a good in Tupperware. Container. Swimming in really? Tupperware. I have so much Tupperware. It's disgusting. I am that that piece of Tupperware is going to mean so Look, much to me. Let's be real. If you give somebody Tupperware and you expect to get it back, you're a bad person. Don't exactly <laughs> like you don't you you're you're trash. Okay, okay. You're trash. <laughs> if it's a situation where it's like somebody that you see all the time, like things like that, you know what I mean? Like if somebody comes over the house all the time, you send them home with leftovers. Or like they bring a top or you know Tupperware here, then they come back yeah. over and they grab it because it's here. You can do that, but like if you just put one out in the world and expect people to move hell and high water to get you your Tupperware back, yeah. you are delusional. If it's Pyrex, I want my shit back. Yes, hundred percent. You can. I'm not giving you my Pyrex. <laughs> no, no, I'm not giving you <laughs> my. Hell? That's the thing, though. That's what I have Tupperware. My that's Pyrex. what I have Tupperware for. <laughs> I'm the kind of guy who, if I give somebody nice stuff, I'm like, listen, I would normally let you keep this. I need this one back. Don't. I need that glass pie pat back. That I need that. I need that. Uh, all right, so so, <laughs> so in lieu of you uh, sharing this with us and us being so sad, I've uh, I've decided to forego this week's traditional history lesson. Yeah, where I run through a bunch Sorry. of miscellaneous <laughs> facts that you guys don't care about that I think are fascinating. I should leave more often. <laughs> but I've been saying that since you started. Ah, don't get just too, kidding, but it was too easy. It was just too easy. <laughs> don't if get you too, put it on a tee, I have to take a swing. I can't help that's it. I'm fair. Like a I set dog chasing up. a ball. I set myself up. That's true. Uh, don't get too excited though. I do have two vaguely history based topics that we're going to talk oh, about. Oh, you wouldn't be saying if you didn't. No, all right. Are so, you just rebranding your history? No, 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 no. You'll see, you'll see what I mean in a moment. Uh, so the first one, uh, I attended a birthday party this weekend on oh, Saturday. Happy yeah. birthday to whoever you are. Yeah, it was my grandfather. My oh. grandpa, my grandpa, Carmen Famolato. Uh, Carmen? Carmen Famolaro. Or like as they, uh, his friends would call him, K.O. K.O. was his name. It's not bad. Or in Italy, as they pronounce it, Humbalato. Well, that's a, that's a lot, but I like it. It's a mouthful. Yeah, the humbalados. Happy birthday, um, Happy birthday, uh, Grandpa Carmen. 95 years old. Wow. Yeah. No, young. 95 years young, yeah. No, I think 95. <laughs> 95 is old. You think so? Yeah, you can't say years young anymore. Yeah, you should be saying sure. that anyway. Like, that's yeah. when you start, like, you're officially sort of, you know... Just lean into it gracefully. And, and knock on wood, you know, uh, 95, he's still kicking around. He's still pretty funny. He can't hear for shit. Like, he's deaf. Yeah, well, deaf and, you gotta lose one of your senses. Oh, he's got... Age. Might he, as well lose the hearing. I gotta do that thing. I gotta yell at him. And I'm a loud guy, but I do that thing where I'm like... Uh, you ever hear David Lynch in Twin Peaks? It's like, Grandpa, it's good to see you! <laughs> do you want something to eat? I have to, like, enunciate everything. And he's like, what? And it's it's tough for That's a little bit. That's the best. Um... But I, I was thinking about 95 years, right? Uh, 95 years. My grandfather's parents come over from the Nicastro section of Calabria in the bottom of Italy, and he's born, you know, he's raised here. 95 years old. I have a hard time putting 95 into context. I found two things that happened in 1922, the same month that he was born, to put some context into 95 years. He was years. born in 22. Wow. Yeah. 
Feb- yeah, February uh, 5th, 1922. Wow. My uh, grandfather was born in 1920, and I always remember that, and it's crazy to think he'd be 97 right now. I mean, I guess he was 88 yeah. when he passed away, but uh-huh. that's a long time, 95 years. He's seen a lot. Yeah, it's crazy. So yeah. here's some context. Uh, in that same month of 1922, uh, President Warren G. Harding put the first radio in the White House. First radio. Uh, and also, the first ever Reader's Digest came out. The very first one. Oh so that's God. how... This is a lot about Reader's Digest. I know. This is a lot about Reader's Digest. This is a lot about my grandpa. So, uh, yeah. Salute to grandpa. Uh, and then the other one... Here's the other history lesson. This is actually going to lead into something else. Um, 20 years ago this week uh, was the release of the Ben Folds 5 record, uh, Whatever oh, and Ever Amen. Yeah, Whatever really and Ever Amen. Really unpacking it for the people. Go yeah. ahead. Uh, 1997 and it got me thinking this is a big album for me like I loved this album um, and I think I think a fascinating way to didn't look didn't your sister get you that for vinyl for Christmas she did she get it for me yeah. for Christmas shout out to Kelly who I shouted out in the first segment again she's the best Mwah, love her anyhow uh, I think that there's a very interesting thing you can do if you can go back and objectively trace the bands that you thought were your quote favorite bands over the time in your life when they were your favorites, right? You can think about the way that music led into each other, right? Mm-hmm. If you, lo- I liked the Beatles, and then I liked this band, and then I liked this band, and I liked this band. You can get an interesting overview of how your life, you know, oh, yeah. where you were in your life and oh, what yeah. you were about, right? Um, ben Folds was very big for me. Like, I remember specifically the first time I listened to this album. I was coming home, I was in Proctor High School, and I was in the drama club. I was in, like, uh, it's gotta be seven... No, wait, 10th grade, it was like 10th grade, right? And I had listened to the song Brick. You ever heard that song, Brick? She's a brick and I'm drowning. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's a good one. I like that song. Yeah, that's good. Um, it's about abortion, which is always a downer oh. when you know that. Like, Interesting. That well, it's, everything. it's true. It's a, you know, spoiler alert for a song that's 20 it's a years really old this week. It's a song. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's a great song, but spoiler alert. It's so uh, springy when he sang it. <laughs> anyhow, so... I had only really known that song, and I remember I was getting a ride home from uh, drama club rehearsal with an older girl from Proctor. Nice. Yeah, yeah older girl in her car. Well, yeah, I thought go. she was cute. I, well, here you go. And uh, so I thought she was really cute, and I didn't know like how to like approach her at the time, so I knew she liked Ben Folds. We started talking about Ben Folds, and she's like, oh, you like Ben Folds? And I was like, yeah. She's oh, like, I have, I have this album in my car, and she busted out this album, the CD, and put it in. So now I have to like pretend that I knew all these songs beforehand, even though I'm like listening to most of them for the first time. Like, oh yeah, this is yeah, I know this one. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but that being said, this is uh, I would say this is probably the Ben Folds Five album that people remember. This has all the quote unquote best Ben Folds Five songs. Yeah, the hits. Of, yeah, the hits. Um, so I, I guess my question for you guys: What was like? What were some big albums for you guys growing up that were like life changers? Like this one really like let me feel okay to be like a little nerdier if that sounds weird like I was like a punk rocker guy but this was a little bit more artsier music for me like changed the way I like perceived my own like culture and stuff that's, it's yeah. weird right it sounds weird but it's no it's true that for was me. me when I was like listening to the first Panic at the Disco CD oh, A Fever You Can't Sweat Out yes but like secretly and I like didn't tell anybody about well, I it I love the hell out of that CD god it's so up. good and I was like I know I am a beast I know every single word to all of these songs and I remember just like not telling anybody and I told my friend, I was like, yo, 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 burn me one of like burn me that CD, but don't tell anybody. Because like at first it like wasn't that cool and now it's like cool 
Tell I panic at the disco now, and now he's amazing. Oh my god, Brandon Yuri. <laughs> if you're listening, I know Whoa. you're not, but if you are, long time listener. I love you. Um, I think <laughs> I think it's funny, like those all those fueled by ramen bands, like your Panic at the Disco oh, and like so uh, who's the Fall Out Boy was the big one. Like Motion I had a City moment. Soundtrack. I had a moment with Fall Out Boy. Motion City. I loved. I had a big moment with Motion City soundtrack, and I don't listen actively to either Fall Out Boy or Motion City Soundtrack. Motion City Soundtrack's got quite a bit of discography to dig back into, actually. Yes, they do. Motion City Soundtrack is, like, uh, better than they probably get credit for. Oh, yeah. I think, like, me knowing you specifically, you would like a lot of of the stuff that's been happening. Well, the point I'm saying is I don't actively listen to that stuff as much as I would at that time, right? So because of that, that music does seem to, like, remind me of a particular time time and crystallize a time period in your life. So... Again, anything for you, Kev? What's one for you? Um, I because because that thing where different albums can mean different times. I can think of so many different albums that have been like hugely important or influential at different times in my life. But I know that some of like the big the big fundamentals. Um, <laughs> That's your new nickname. <laughs> big fundamentals. <laughs> um, one of the one of the big fundamental albums I remember. I started listening to uh, Live on Two Legs, that Live Pearl Jam album. Yes. And I started hanging out with Nick, who played in the band with us years later after that. And he sort of got me into listening to like guitar music and rock music and stuff like that. Um, and then I remember uh, very specifically Deja and Tondu when it came out, and I that really solidified for me like a certain oh, yeah, vibe yeah. or a feeling that I was very big into. Mm-hmm. And there's there's so many though. Like yeah. when you start really thinking about it, and you start looking through. I can pick a hundred different ones. The Blue Album, Blue the Album, Blue Album, yeah, Weezer's Blue Album, Blue Album was colossal. The the one that sticks out in my mind is like the earliest one. I it's my favorite story, one of my all time favorites. My sisters used to live down the hall from me back in the day in South Utica when I lived in like Valentine Bray. And they shared a a room down the hall and I had like the smaller like room because I was a boy, right? Uh, I know, like early sexism, right? Like, <laughs> the, the older girls have to share a room while the little kid gets his own yeah, room. Fair. Right? Uh anyhow, so my sister at that time, when I would like wake up in the morning, she'd always get ready for like middle school, high school, whatever, and she would listen to the same two albums over and over again. And as a kid, I would hear them every morning because she would mm-hmm. play them really loud. I came to find out that they were Bob Marley's Legend and the mm-hmm. Self Titled. Oh, you love that album, yeah. kids. And the Self Titled Sublime album. You love that album. Those are kids. both great albums. So, it was a, but, but like it was yeah. funny to me that I heard all these albums at a really early age, and I just remember hearing them coming out of my sister's room and like just kind of recognizing them. And the Sublime albums were. Filthy, by the way, but but, and then finding a time later in my life where I'd hear these songs, I'm like, I know this already. Mm -hmm. Why do I know this already? And the one that always makes me laugh the most is, have you ever heard the Bob Marley song "Steer It Up"? Yeah, steer it up. Yeah, I love that one. I say, so as a little kid, what I understood that song to be was that it was about cereal. (laughs) It was like cereal. And I was like, oh yeah, I like this song. I know I, this one speaks to me as a kid. I'm familiar with cereal. So it was years later that I had to come to a harsh realization that is not what that song no, is about. But uh, I wish it was now. I, and now every time it comes on, that's exactly how I'm going to sing it. Uh, free idea for the folks out there. Kids Band return all of Bob Marley's songs into kids songs about cereal and other things. Oh my God, right? what's yeah. his name? What's that? What's what? Oh, what's that guy's uh, karate... Karate. Johnny Karate. Johnny Karate. Oh, from Parks and oh, Yeah. Johnny yeah. Karate, if you're listening. Oh, I guess I stole I that love from you. him then. <laughs> and you should do this. <laughs> I think you did. Um, oh, yeah, that was a good one. Important There's albums. It's so many, though, because, like, really, oh, you yeah, go through dude. and you think about, like, different 
You feel this way that there's certain albums that both exemplify a certain time in your life, but different sides of that time? Yeah. Mm. That makes sense? You like yeah, something yeah. you might have been listening to a ton. At the same time, you listen to one album, you listen to another, but like one was with like, you know, a relationship you might have had. The other one was with yes. like some certain friends that you only hung out with sometimes. We always listen to that kind of music. Yeah, it's all coming back now. Have you ever given someone you were dating... Evil Empire. Rage Against the Machine. Go ahead. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, it's a good one. Uh, have you ever given somebody an album, uh, whether a friend or a girl you're dating... Uh, or something like that, or a person you're dating. Sorry, Mara. That's you know, okay. Uh, <laughs> and then they tell you they don't like it, and it changes your feeling. If you have to question that friendship, you're like, wait a minute, you didn't like this album that I gave you? Oh, my God. You didn't like this Radiohead album that I presented you? Or when you, yeah, you, when you, you really like, like a guy, and then he tells you that he doesn't like it, and you're just like, what, what, but, that, but now I can't like you. I, I, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it hurts. It hurts me. <laughs> That's it a young man. See, giving somebody a whole album is tough. You can't give somebody, like, especially, you, you mentioned Radiohead. I love Radiohead. I mm. feel like I can sell anybody on Radiohead if given the right time and proper presentation. But you can't just toss somebody like one of their miscellaneous albums, have them press play track one, plug it in, and be like, oh, this is the best. That's not really a band you can just dive right into like that. Sometimes mm. you can't give somebody the whole album and just be like, yeah, here you go. You've got to sort of pitch it, if that makes sense. Mm. I hear you. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, oh, uh, <laughs> Get Rich or Die Trying by 50 Cent. <laughs> a, yeah, it's a it's an important one. You don't it's like a, that album. I'm not joking. That's a very serious. That was a, that was a big one. 2003, 2004. Good There's times. So many. There's so many. Um, so guys, before we head out today, uh, I saw an interesting list, and I wanted to run this by you I'm guys. Excited. Yeah, it's these are the uh, top lists. ten failed social media platforms of the last like decade. Okay, and uh, we're not going to go in depth on all of them, but I'm curious. I never heard of a lot of these, so I'm going to run through some of them and see if you guys are even familiar with any of these. Social media platforms. Yeah, okay. social media <clears throat> platforms like your Facebooks, MySpace, the little things like that. All right. Oh, so here's number ten. You ever heard of this one's called The Hub? You familiar with The Hub? Isn't that the place in that '70s show where they all hang out? <laughs> the hub, the bar. Is that what they call it? The hub. Or yeah, am I think I just the hub is too big. Up? Nobody knows that. No one knows the hub. Yeah, no. All right, so nobody on that one. I didn't know that one either. How about L O E L L O? Like yeah, hello. Yep. Yeah, yeah. you familiar with what? You got anything? I had no idea. If what I'm it was. not mistaken, they it was like a weird semi Twitter knockoff that somebody tried and it was oh, yuck. one of those things. It was sort of like a woof from the office where it's like nobody mm. needs this. Like there's <laughs> okay. things they do this to do filler. it better. Okay. All right. What about uh, what about this one? Dig, D I G G. Oh yeah, of course. Yeah. Where have I? That been? was like proto Reddit, right? Uh, not really, but I, that correlation. I see where that correlation is drawn, but right. Okay, yeah. I wasn't familiar with that one either. No, I'm, I'm nope, nothing. All right, how about this one? Diaspora. Anybody? Is that a word? D I A S P O R A. No. Not a clue. I got nothing. Mm, rings a. Battle, but I feel like that Nothing. just sounds like some wow. sort of thing like dysmorphia. I was shocked at how many social media platforms there were, mind you. Yeah, there's like, no. this is a lot. Uh, how about if, this one? Well, if they're putting something like dig on there too, that's a pretty broad was terminology. Like so. Oh, this one. How about uh, Zanga? Oh yeah. X A N G A. I know Zanga. I know yes. Zanga. What was that? Zanga was Jango. around at the time of MySpace, and it was for people who were either too edgy, too anime, <laughs> too anime, or too much of kind of like. Okay. Was I not on there? It was like that was like a proto Tumblr, kind of mm. actually. Interesting. It was probably that would be you would have to look at that as like an old artifact of Tumblr, I would say. Oof. All right, here's one I didn't hear from either, and then we're gonna get into four that I am somewhat familiar with. Uh, number five, Orkut, O R K U T. 
Guys, these are horrible names. That sounds like Orkin. Yeah, that sounds like Orkin. Yeah, no, like no, bugs. Nothing. Fuck that. I don't know. All right, number four, Google Plus. Question. Huh? I have a Google, Google Plus account. I did. Did you have it early? Were you trying to get it before yeah. everyone else did? Yeah, yep. I was like, I'm going to be cool yep. and I'm going to get it for everybody yep. else. And then Who was pushing that? I think we knew somebody it. back in the day who was trying to make that happen. GFOP Adam Goldstein. Maybe it was. That, that seems our brand. Yeah. Back in the day. And Eric Tuttle. Shout out to my Google lads. Plus is still like a thing, technically. With yeah. like some small group of people that mm-hmm. nobody knows. Sorry. I thought it was going to be tight. <laughs> I'm so it sorry. It was going to be tight. It was lame. Uh, although I do like a good Google group chat once in a while. They bit off more than they could chew is yeah. the problem. Like it doesn't need to be a whole big social network thing. You've already got the tools in nah, place. No, you're let for the, my email. Let the people use the tools. Yeah. Uh, number three, Friendster. Yep. I didn't have a Friendster, but that's the first one Friendster that I was, was like, proto-MySpace. No, I got nothing. All right. How about Apple Ping, number two? This was Apple's iTunes-based. What? Uh, they, they tried to have a, a social media platform based around the iTunes thing. Nope. No. False, yeah. wrong, sad, yeah. troll. No. Yeah. You know what it turned into? It turned into that thing on Facebook where you can find out what somebody's listening to on iTunes. Nope. Right. Don't yeah. like that so, either. Uh, who needs this access? Guys, just bring MySpace back. That's all I want. Well, number one. Hell yeah. MySpace, the number one failed. The greatest social <laughs> media platform of all time. I, Bring it back. Uh, I yeah. miss posting bulletins and writing surveys. I miss I it. Never like, did those. I never, oh my god, I, I did really so did, many. Yeah. How many boys have you kissed? Hee <laughs> hee, I'm not telling. <laughs> I was like a little, favorite. like a weird, like research lab back then. Yeah, okay. it was dumb. It was okay, amazing. What I got in the surveys? Let me see what I can learn from these surveys. I learned so much. I didn't want to know about people and myself. Those were sad <laughs> days, but I miss them. Uh, I liked having the top eight. That was my biggest thing about uh, MySpace is letting know which one of your friends are elite. It it stops you from having to answer that question all the Talk time. Talk about adding unnecessary layers no. of drama <laughs> yeah, into personal relationships yeah. for no reason. Yeah. Yeah. But then, like once people figured out that it just ran on like simple like HTML code, I think, oh and figured out how God. to hack it so you can get like a top thirty-two or whatever. That was the best. Then it becomes because then you get out there top thirty-two, you have to make like statements like well, I ought to put a band in here so people know that I listen to music. <laughs> oh my God! And, like I, you know what I mean? Like just putting all these different things many, and people in the layers. All I want to do is talk about my how many. And then you make the moves too. Then somebody moves. Like what if you drop from six? That's how I knew that boys liked me. Was if I was on like their top eight. If I was on their top four, I was like, oh, it's about to go down. What did you? How did you contact? They had messages certainly, but they they didn't have like a chat feature. No, it went hand in hand with like. No, that's what AIM was. Right, you didn't need shit. That's exactly what. Oh my god, we get we have to stop because I'm gonna get emotional. (laughs) I'm trying to think. Bringing so much. I think I can. I know that my top of the top eight. I know that you and the rest of the guys in the band were top four. You were probably in... Because like, you were underage. You were underage, now. yeah. You were probably like I 10 years old. I was wearing a lot of eyeliner and crying <laughs> in my room of panic at the disco. I needed you guys. He's not saying you weren't on brand for him. He's just saying you were underage. <laughs> <laughs> uh, That's fair. No, I'm trying to think. The top four was definitely you and, and Nick and Jay and either Steve or Dave, depending on who was in the band at the no, time. No, because Dave never had it. So who's, So just Steve then? Probably just Steve. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then I don't remember the last four. I remember one of them, but that's about it. Uh... <laughs> Oh, and the van. We had a special MySpace page for not the But that van. stuff changed. It was always in flux. It was always, always in flux. Always in flux. Yeah. Wow. Oh, uh, yeah. Those See, were the do, you, do you think if Facebook... <laughs> that was for sure the peak of my social media activity, I would say. That was the peak probably. of my life. Yeah. What do you talk... That was everything. I want to go back. Well. <laughs> I miss over-straightening my hair and wearing oh. chains and... Nobody's stopping you. I'm still doing all those things. What am I talking about? Back when you could wear cargo shorts without being prodded and hassled was by your all friends you for it. Sam. Yo, cargo shorts were hot for a while. I was wearing I had the, skinny, skinny, skinny jeans. Oh, I had the camo cargo shorts. Like I was a hardcore kid. Black t-shirt. Tight black t-shirt. That was my type. 
number one. It still is. It's so sad. <laughs> <laughs> Why wrote, haven't I grown up? More thing, the more let, let me tell you, as somebody who's older than you, the more things change, the more they stay the same. On certain things, certain certain bad habits when it comes to your taste in can't the opposite sex, you just can't kick it. Just can't kick There's it, certain man. things that'll always Sorry. just check a box on the list for you real hard. Oops. All Sam's right. trying to rein us in. He's I am. Right I am. Lot, no, I know. It's well, we're 22 minutes. We've gone off the rails. That's all right, Mara. Uh, exit interview for you next week. Uh, it'll be very sad. We'll try and make you cry. My whole point next week is to make you cry. Uh, follow Mara while you can uh, at, at Mara Olivia with two A's. Except she's off the show, I'm not promoting her anymore. Uh, follow the big fundamentals, aka Kevin Sullivan. Put at, me in your top eight. Uh, at underscore Shit. Kevin Sullivan. Uh, follow me at SF Doom. Leave me out of your top eight and watch me freak out because of my aggressive neuroses. Uh, Remember when they used to have the profile song? Stop. You could We're pick not going to get into that. We'll be here all profile. night. Profile all songs. night. <laughs> uh, it was always like Blink-182. All right, we'll be back next week, hopefully, uh, and Mara will say goodbye. Hopefully. I'm I'm back. Back. I don't know what goes on. I'm back. I'm back.